Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, what an absolutely bonkers opening to Dynamite. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to Ups and Downs, the show where we decide whether we enjoy professional wrestling or whether we think we should leave behind sports entertainment and never talk about it again. What I do want to do, given that this is an all elite wrestling focused show, is just say my word, it is the most fabu news that they put tickets on sale for All In and Wembley and they've already almost sold 50,000 seats. I mean, that is nuts. I cannot wait till August. It is going to be crazy. But yeah, this week's AEW did indeed start with Orange Cassidy and Bandido coming out. And they are now best friends. So I thought about it and I was like, I know what we can call them. Orange Cassidy and Bandido. Because sometimes you just have to keep things simple. They're also teaming with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong to take on the Jericho Appreciation Society. And imagine I had told you a year ago that this match is going to happen. Hell, imagine I told you a week ago, nobody even knew what Roddy was doing. It also meant that we had Jake Hagar, Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange out here. Because they are good soldiers, they waited for Chris Jericho's music to hit, and out came the wizard, and he sat down on commentary. Don't know why he was smoking a cigar there. He didn't do that. Garcia and Strong then started by slapping the ship out of each other when Angelo Parker was in there and just got a massive slam from Bandido. When even though we were only like eight seconds in, ha, the tag and went off and everybody was just fine on the outside. Hagar then grabbed Orange and threw him into Rita the ring post, went back in the ring. We were just playing the vertical suplex game where you take someone and you hold them up in the vertical suplex for as long as you can. So we've all done this at Christmas. I mean, it always ends badly with someone breaking their neck, but thankfully that didn't happen here. The big pop came when Roderick Strong got the hot tag, so that was nice to see. And of course, he did ran wild. But eventually, Orange was back in there. He ended up in a sharpshooter. And because that is a big move, everybody else was like, well, I'm going to do my big move too. It went full circle because Cassidy was able to hit the beach break onto Daniel Garcia, but he kicked out of that when we got a bunch of dives. And why did we get a bunch of dives? because it's 2023 wrestling. It ended when Roddy was able to knee Parker right in the face as Adam Cole came in with the boom to get the one, two, three. And this was great, because as soon as he had won, he looked at the commentary booth, he was like, ha I see you, Chris Jericho. And even though he made a beeline for him, Jericho just kept on talking and kept on insulting him till Adam punched him right in the face. So this feud does continue, and of course it's going to end when we get Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho at Double or Nothing, and who doesn't want that? I don't. Oh, you shut up. There's always one guy who's getting it up. And this is when I just have to take my heart and send it out to you, and then quickly put it back in my body, otherwise I will die. There was a bunch of signs at Dynamite 
gets me right in the tear hole. Because not only was somebody asking for an up, so of course you get an up, but we also had a justice for Barry Barricade sign. So this makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. We also bring down the counter, we put a couple up on there. Some people get so mad at this. Oh, Simon, you're so arrogant. You damn right I am. Some people are going out there and writing signs for me. Do you know how surreal and ridiculous this is? It's also brilliant. And you get an up. Thank you, as always. Freddy the Kit was then backstage with Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, and I still have no idea whether they're friends or not. I mean, there's just so much tension here. Should probably just kiss and get it over with. The whole point, though, is that tonight they are going to be teaming in the main event, and if they do win, they shall head to double or nothing, and we shall get the four-way at the pay-per-view. And, of course, it was always going to happen, but let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. It was always the correct move. But as we are talking about that pay-per-view as well, we may as well let the cat out of the bag. Wah, that was me being a cat. That's right. What culture will be heading to Vegas in a few weeks? We will be covering Double or Nothing. We'll be covering Dynamite. We'll be covering Rampage. So if straight after the event, you want to get involved in live ups and downs, I'll be out there in Vegas running my mouth. We are definitely going to get arrested. For some reason, Adam Cole was then being ejected from the building. I mean, I suppose he did jump Chris Jericho, which you can't do, as the wizard was all like, yeah, that's right, you take him out of here. And this does always work. Cole looked like a badass. The best part, though, is that Britt Baker must have heard about this. So she found Chris, got right in his face, and slapped him. I was like, well, you did deserve it. As we were already in the back two, we then zoomed to the Backball Combat Club. These guys, they're never happy. Because Brian Danielson was all like, oh, I am the best wrestler in the world, unless you're talking about one of the other people in my crew, then maybe they're the best wrestler in the world. And my whole existence is now aimed at trying to basically murder everybody else. He also hopes that one day Wheeler Yuta is even better than him. And I was like, man, he's such a good dad. When John Moxley took over, <laughs> this guy's insane. Because he says something along the lines of, we're just a bunch of blades going out there looking for irons to sharpen. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. When he started bigging up the cage match next week, because that's right, we are getting John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in the steel. I mean, how can that not be anything but awesome? You also talked about the fact that Kenny may as well forget about their singles feud back in 2019, because this is a brand new Mox. And honestly, if this was designed to get you pumped for next week, then you're getting a round of applause. Worked for me. And it's getting it up. When the outcasts did their thing again, and there's still no Miss Jackson. Ooh. But Soraya was facing Willow Nightingale. And the only thing I want to point out is that even though Soraya came out with Tony Storm, and even though she came out with Ruby Soho, Willow came out by herself. And I was like, wait a minute, where are all her friends? I mean, I kind of understand Britt Baker and maybe Jamie Hayter not being here. Maybe they were dealing with Chris Jericho. But where is Sky Blue? Damn it, where are you? It meant that Soho especially kept casting distraction and Soraya kept taking advantage of that. And at one point, she just booted Willow Nightingale right in the face. And because Willow is like literally one of the best baby faces around right now, I was getting super duper mad. Willow still hit this amazing spine buster because she was busting some spines. And when Ruby got in there again, she got pounced out the way. This didn't help at all because, of course, it distracted Willow Nightingale. Because it basically allowed Soraya to hit the good knight to get the one, two, three. And afterwards, this went totally off the rails because the outcast got in there. They were beating up Willow when all of a sudden Sheena's music hit and she made her big return to Dynamite. So I suppose you could say that it made sense that nobody came out with Nightingale because this had more impact. But you could have had somebody else out there and Sheena still could have made the save. Although 
she did make the save. She got in there with her kendo stick and she hugged the outcast. So I was like, oh man, finally, she has to be Miss Jackson. Ooh, I'm now retiring that joke. This is when finally Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter turned up. Although it turned out that the ruse was a ruse. This was a double twist, because all of a sudden Sheeta went, ha ha, I don't like you idiots at all. She absolutely kicked the crap out of the outcast with her kendo stick. When she got the spray can and to get revenge, she sprayed on them AEW. I was like, meh. Couldn't you have come up with something a little bit more funny? Like you could have written LOL. That made me laugh. I'm an idiot. So here is the deal. I do think the outcasts are great as heels, and this is what they should be doing. They should be running amok. And I absolutely loved all the craziness with Sheeta. I mean, look, it makes no sense on paper. Two plus two equals potato. But look, when it comes to professional wrestling, always give me that roller coaster. It is getting it up. But we do have to throw it down in there, in the sense that Willow Nightingale. <laughs> just had no pals. Like, it's not a big deal. Who even cares? And it probably did make the aftermath even better. But she should come out there with someone. You know what the outcasts are going to do. you got to be smart. Down. Although I will say, I still love this feud. And I do believe it's going to end in blood and guts. My word. That could be crazy wazy. And then, man, did I love the next announcement. Because it has been weird that the House of Black, the trio's champions, haven't been around for a while. When they shot this video in the dark... They let us know their plans. Because they agree they need to be featured more, so they introduced the Open House Challenge, which, yes, is an open challenge for their championship belts. However, if you are going to accept, you have to obey the rules. Because there's going to be 20-second count-outs, so you can't run away. There will be no rope breaks, so they can kick your ass. And disqualifications shall be enforced. So we don't want no funny business. And all we really need to do is have one of these a week and bam, it will absolutely take off. And maybe we can even add in a 15 minute time limit because then you can fit it in on a dynamite or a rampage and it will just feel a little bit different from everything else. Still, I'm a big fan of this and it gives me the opportunity to form my own trio's team and go after the House of Black. Which now I've said it sounds like a terrible idea, but me and two other people are going to be the bald pro nuts. <laughs> That's right. Applications in the comments below. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. When we just went and made a good decision. Yes. For it was the Trader Mayo Battle Royal, which was just a bunch of trios teams going into a Raw Rumble setting. While I have no idea what the winner got here, the commentators made it very clear, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe if you are victorious, you can go after the trios titles. Which is why it was wonderful that the acclaimed and daddy-ass one. We also had the Lucha Brothers and Vikingo, Kip Sabian and the Butcher and the Blade, QTV, the Dark Order, and the Varsity Athletes. Although, just as the acclaimed were about to finish their rap, do you know what QTV did? They interrupted. What a couple of goobers. Ari Davari was also eliminated almost instantly by Evil Uno. And I actually felt quite sorry for him here. I was like, yeah, that is what would happen to me if I was in a battle royal. Oh, there he is, and he's gone. Uno was then thrown over the top by QTV, as was Alec Reynolds. But when they started celebrating, Martial and Aaron Solo got theirs. They were eliminated. But of course, the third guy of their team was Powerhouse Hobbs. He was super mad about this. And he not only got rid of the Lucha Brothers, but he grabbed for King and just threw him to the outside. I was like, my word, that looked horrible. It kind of went to Hobbs' head as he too posed and just went, rah, this is when the Acclaim got in, and they used their smarts to eliminate him. But all of a sudden, Caster was thrown by the Butcher, who had closed his shop early. Now, do not forget, every single member of your team has to go for you to be out. So thankfully, they were still in it. John Silver then saw his moment, and he ran wild, but he had no chance because he was by himself, so he got thrown to the floor. And this essentially left Billy Gunn, Anthony Bowens... Kip Sabian and the Butcher and the Blade. Anthony realised the wrestling was bad here, so he ensured to get rid of the sword-like member, and then they basically hit stereo famous as they threw out Kip Sabian, they threw out the Butcher, everybody cheered because the acclaimed had won. We talked about this on Rampage. They should be getting more victories. Correct move. So now hopefully we can do the House of Black taking on the acclaimed as well, which is a match I didn't know that I needed, but I do need it, otherwise maybe I'll just fall on the floor. Want to fall on the floor? I like standing tall. What? Uh, Renee was then backstage with Sammy Guevara and MJF. I don't think these two are getting on anymore. Because Sam was mad that Max had bailed on him last week when Freedom was all like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do it. Look, I may be wrong, but I don't think these were real tears. Somehow this kind of worked because Sammy kissed MJF on the forehead as once again they started dancing around her here. But you could see the subtext that was going on. Even though they were going to go out there in the main event and be friends, it was definitely all going to fall apart. And it did. Kenny Omega and Don Callis were also cutting a promo after this. And they were addressing the Backpool Combat Club. And they were addressing next week's cage match. 
This was basically the same as what the BCC had done earlier. It just got you so pumped. Because Callis mentioned the fact that Mox had scarred him for life and he's not going to forget it. And the way Kenny Omega talks, like he never gets super duper mad and he never gets super duper animated. But he just stares in the camera and it kind of gets you right in the tum-tum. Kenny also promised that all of this comes to an end next week because they have made it personal. And I actually don't think that's going to happen. I think this still cage match is going to be shenanigans central. And then we raise the bar to something else. Look, so damn high, I can't even reach it myself. <laughs> what the flub are they gonna do? This was good. Up. When Wardlow beat somebody called Logan LaRue. This was a total squash. It kinda got more than 15 seconds, and of course it ended with the Powerbomb Symphony. When Mr. Lowe got on the microphone, he's like, listen, Christian Cage, and listen, Luchasaurus, if you want some of this and you want the TNT Championship, maybe you should drag your ass out here right now. Kind of amazingly, they did. Now, obviously, they weren't going to fight on this evening because they are hills, and that's just drilled into their psyche. But the big twist is that Christian was like, Ha-ha, Ward, you think you're going to be taking on the dinosaur, but you're not. You're going to be taking on me. Ooh, delally. Now, everybody melted down about this, saying, Oh, my gosh, but Christian lost his last match against Jungle Boy. It doesn't matter. It's an open challenge, you fools. It means anybody could accept. I mean, I could. They're not going to. Also, this actually makes all the sense in the world because Christian is some kind of wrestling savant and he will come up with a terrific match to have with Wardlow. That will benefit Wardlow and then he can go on to fight Luchasaurus and I will enjoy that too. So I actually thought this was very well structured and it was very well thought out. Mini round of applause. That was annoying. Up and then... <laughs> My word. Now, I didn't even know this was going to be a thing, but Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt went and surprised Mark Briscoe at his farm. Look at my face. Deadly serious. It was the greatest wrestling segment I've ever seen in my life. Because they did this to try and win over Mark, and they were like, oh, we're so sorry. You're our buddy. You're our friend. And at one point, Jeff had a guitar, and he was going to sing with my baby tonight, when he instantly got cut off. This was mostly because Father Briscoe turned up. While these absolute idiots tried to cushy up to him, he took his son, and he was like, look, you can't trust these absolute maniacs in overalls. And when Briscoe said which one, because they were all wearing overalls, it was like, the whole damn pack. I love this so damn much. Jay Lethal was also basically dancing around in the background for some reason when Jeff and Jay did indeed challenge FTR for the Tag Team Championships, and that makes sense too. Honestly, this was goofy wrestling for life. It was just so damn entertaining. It made me feel happy. It made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I cannot give enough props to it. And also, this Jeff Jarrett, he has come into AEW, and he is now one of my favorite characters, which goes to show. Sometimes we should wait and see. Highlight of the night, up. And then Ricky Starks defeated Juice Robinson. Makes sense. It is, of course, all to build up Ricky's match with Jay White at Double or Nothing. And I think when we get to that pay-per-view, Jay White probably needs to win because he is brand new in the company. So on this evening, Stark raised his own momentum. Wrestling. The big surprise is that White didn't actually come to the ring with Juice, so this was a one-on-one match. At one point, they were fighting on the outside, and they got thrown into Barry Barricade. So of course we have to bring it down, there it is, the Justice for Barry counter, which rolls up to 10. And you made me now thinking, oh, well, it was only one on the show, I think we can deal with that. This guy will be back later, because nobody cares about Barry Barricade, apart from me and the guy we talked about earlier, who had the sign. This person is just trying to do their job. Imagine you were a plumber, and you were trying to fix a toilet, and someone ran in and booted you in the head. Nobody wants that. 
justice for Barry. Some of the still steps and Rita the ring post will also get a murk to our poor wrestling friends. We're in a bunch of trouble here. Otherwise, I just thought this was a good match. Ricky Starks went for a big splash at one point. Juice Robinson got his knees up. And that was kind of confusing. I didn't think Liquid had knees. Otherwise, though, this was pretty cut and dry because Ricky was able to hit the spear and the Rochambeau to get the one, two, three. When all of a sudden, Jay White just teleported in from the Starship Enterprise and he was going to hit the Switchblade or the Blade Runner. Always get those two things mixed up because I am dumb. But even then, Starks fought out of it and the Bullet Club Gold had to run away. So, yeah, I do assume that Jay will be victorious in a few weeks, which is why we're doing this with Ricky Starks. But they are two premium wrestlers, I tell you. Eventually, they will be in the main event. Just give it time. Up. We then got this massive hype video for the final deletion on Friday, and I cannot wait for that. I think it's going to be absolutely tremendous. When Darby Allen and Jungle Boy were in the back again, and they still can't get along. Because while it kind of felt like they had found a nice balance between them, Darby left the room, MGF walked in and was like, listen, Jungly Jim, if you help me out tonight and you cost yourself the main event, I will let you sit next to the throne. I mean, you can't come after the crown because I don't think you're good enough. So, of course, Jack Perry was like, well, why would I do th- I want to be the champion, you absolute dope. Get out of my face. Very upsettingly, this is when Darby Allen walked back in. And, of course, he didn't trust this at all. And how could he? Because he looked at MJF. He looked at Jack Perry. He was like, Puff, great. I'm being screwed over here. And even though Jack went for the fist bump, Darby wouldn't do it. Damn it. It also didn't mean it was time for our main event, and I just like this story. I mean, it certainly helped that MGF and Sammy Guevara played rock, paper, scissors to begin with to decide who was going to start. Even when Max lost, he was like, well, that was a waste of time because, Sam, you're still going to have to do it. I mean, we got Guevara versus Jungle Boy, and much as last week, they just have such good chemistry, and they went absolutely crazy. And eventually, Darby, Allen, and MGF were there in there too. And look, a big complaint on the internet is, oh, Maxwell doesn't wrestle enough. Actually, it helps him hugely, because as soon as he did get in there, I was like, well, can't help it. Feels like a big deal. Of course, he and Sammy couldn't get on the same page to begin with, so Darby and Jungle did use that to their advantage. When the bad guys just went full-on dickhead, they were doing distractions, they were doing interference. Anything they could do to get the upper hand, they did. I really enjoyed it. They were then using the scarf as a weapon to choke people, so I was gone again because I was like, who uses a scarf? But apparently Darby Allen does because he then too was using the net warmer to go... And I was like, what are you actually trying to achieve here? What, are they going to fall down? You're going to pin them? No. He also tried to tag in Jungle Boy at one point, but MJF stopped that and he threw Jack Perry into Barry Barricade. Told you, bring it down. That is 11. And do you think it's going to stay at this number? Of course, we've only been doing it two weeks. Imagine this was happening to anybody else you considered a pal. Disgusting. Thankfully, Perry still got the mega slap and he was held to hit a bunch of dies when Darby Allen took his Phoenix down and he was springboarding off the ropes. Max was then back helping, though, which allowed Sammy Guevara to hit a Spanish fly. I tell you, these four guys are really, really good. Allen then started busting out code reds, but MJF was having none of that, so he reversed one into a sit-out powerbomb. But this is when Sammy Guevara tagged in and they both tried to get the pin because their egos are too big. So they got at each other's faces and you already know what the champ did. He slapped Sammy right around the face. So he give them the super kick. The relationship was over. Now Jungle Boy actually was able to take advantage of this and he had Sammy down for the pin. But he didn't realize that Alan had blind tagged himself in. So he just launched himself off the top rope with the coffin drop. Almost hit Jungle, who thankfully got out of the way, but it did mean Alan scored, and he got the 1-2-3, which means our main event at double or nothing 
is the Pillars 4-Way, which sounds really weird, but this was the right decision. You also have mini narratives in there in the sense that MJF and Sammy couldn't get on and now Darby Allen and Jungle Boy couldn't get on. And then as a force and they don't really get on at all. And I honestly think we're going to get to the end of the May. And these guys are totally going to smash it. I'm very excited for them because coming out the other side, they'll all feel like more bona fide main eventers. Couple of thumbs getting it up. Which brought us to the end of AEW Dynamite and you can really feel the pay-per-view is getting closer because we are starting to ramp stuff up and we're starting to learn what is going to go down. I had a good old time with this one. Getting it up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about the show and if you want to join the bald bro nuts I think we called them and make sure you click a video on the screen and check out all the ups and downs because it's nice to support the show. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. My name is Simon for Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely day. I will see you again anytime a wrestling show needs to be reviewed.